How do you access your intuition and avoid shutting it down? Find out right here. You're listening to Ease and Flow for the Purpose-Driven Soul. We're here to inspire you to connect to your divine source, manifest your vision, and transform your life and business with calm, clarity, and confidence. I'm Devorah, your alignment alchemist and recovering overachiever, here to heal and empower conscious entrepreneurs, coaches, and healers, making an impact in our rapidly changing world. You can find me at easeandflowsoul.com. Victoria Shaw is a licensed counselor and intuitive coach and healer. She holds a Master's of Counseling, a PhD in Cognitive Psychology, and achieved a postdoctoral training in Educational and Developmental Psychology at Columbia University Teachers College. In this episode, you will discover how to access your intuition and avoid shutting it down, support your children to develop their intuition, tap into the wonder and magic of your soul, see these crazy times as amazing times, recognize if you possibly share a past life with someone, and enjoy life more. Welcome, Victoria. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you're here and I'm looking forward to getting to know more about you and the service that you provide as an intuitive counselor and coach. I think it's so important for coaches and people who are service practitioners and work with clients to be in touch in an intuitive way and help their clients also move forward in their life from their intuition. So I would love to hear more about how you got into this beautiful field that you work in. Oh, I love that question. Thank you. And I agree wholeheartedly that intuition is the way to go pretty much, I I think, in all aspects of life. But definitely if you're in a healing or a helping profession, because intuition is where we really um, tap into that deeper wisdom for ourselves and our clients. And for me, the journey started, well, probably the journey started at first, but the journey, this particular leg of the journey started for me about 15 years ago um, when I was a stay-at-home mom with um, two young kids. And um, I was just feeling like there was something else in my life that I was supposed to be doing, and I didn't know what it was. I have a background as a research psychologist, so I have a doctorate in cognitive psychology. I left research um, because I didn't love it. It's one of those things you kind of got to love. So I had been my entire life fascinated with psychology, with the brain, with those big questions like what is consciousness? And because of that, I I pursued a PhD in psychology and um, got to the end of that journey and realized that because it was such a scientific approach, which is nothing wrong with science, but for me, it, it was leaving something out. And the research, I didn't love doing research. And those big questions were just not questions that could be answered in that you know, sort of reductionistic left brain approach. And so I left academia, started my family, but I always had this longing, like it didn't go away. And About 15 years ago, my kids started to struggle. My son had some learning disabilities. So we started working with a lot of alternative practitioners. And this word intuition started coming up again and again and again. And I kept getting the message from everybody, hey, you're really intuitive. You need to work on this. You need to awaken this. And so finally, I got the memo. And I started to tune in and do my own work at awakening my intuition. And I started to realize that I had been intuitive, highly intuitive my whole life. And I just didn't realize it. 
And I also had been so overwhelmed because I was one of those people that was just picking up everything, everybody's feelings, everyone's emotions, the energy of the planet. I was living in New York City, which is, you know, a very overwhelming space for a sensitive soul. So I couldn't really tap into that highest level of information because I was so overwhelmed. So a big part of my journey and awakening my intuition and, and really leveraging that, you know, what I think is, you know, the gift of, of my soul of everyone's soul is your intuition um, was doing, was going on a healing journey and learning about boundaries and energetic boundaries and, and, you know, working through some childhood trauma and doing a lot of like, you know, really just self growth work. And as I did that, my intuition blossomed more and more, and I started to follow the breadcrumbs that, you know, my guidance was leading me to the work that I'm doing now. I love that. And we share so many similar touch points on our paths. Like, I love the balance that you have between that academia and intuitive coaching. I was a Harvard graduate and then turned yoga teacher. What touched me about what you said in particular had to do with not being in touch with that highly intuitive and empathic side to yourself. And isn't that true of, of all of us? Because we're born with it. Some of us, you know, with uh, more than others. But when you talk to children, you get that sense of, you know, purity and innocence and sage that, and children are so connected to their intuition. And I'm just curious what is your perspective on, well, first of all, do, is that, is that accurate? What I'm, what I'm guessing that, you know, all children have are innately intuitive and second, how to encourage um, us as adults to nurture that in our children, how to encourage society to continue nurturing intuition in children so that we grow up to be more compassionate, intuitive, connected people. I love that question. Yes, I believe we are all born with our intuition intact. I think of intuition as your spiritual GPS. It's when we are we are all spiritual beings in physical form, temporarily inhabiting these bodies for our learning, growth, and enjoyment. And when we come into human form, we forget that we forget our divine nature, but your intuition is that connection. And it's always there for you because we are all spiritual beings. And some of us have certain gifts. There are things that come more easily to us, but there's not a person on the planet that does not have that connection. And what happens is children are born with it naturally, but as we grow our society, which favors the mind and that linear, logical, rational approach to things, we shut it down. And we don't have a language for expressing our intuition, our intuitional hunches and feelings. We don't oftentimes as children we have these hunches and they're invalidated. Some, you know, you have a feeling that maybe mom is having a rough day and you go to give her a hug and she's like, I'm fine, you know, and she's not fine. And you know, she's not fine. But after a while you learn, Hey, I got to shut that down. It's not safe to have these intuitive um, experiences. And so first of all, I really do think that the world is shifting now. And I think that there's so many more people on the planet who are open to this. And I work with a lot of parents and children in my practice. And I will tell you that over the 10 years that I've been practicing, so many more people walk into my office now 
where the parents are open to fostering um, intuition in their children and they're already doing it. And it's already something that's talked about and it's already something that's understood. And just having the verbiage around intuition and vibes and, and honoring that is a huge first step to helping, you know, our children keep that sense intact. And what do you do when a client comes to you and you see that they are blocked from their intuition? What are some steps that you help them work through so that they can access that better? I think the first thing is sort of honoring yourself and your soul. And so many of us do feel these longings and do feel these nudges and we don't trust ourselves and we don't trust that information enough to follow it. And so we shut it down. The first thing is just teaching people that it's okay to listen and it's okay to experiment and it's okay to explore. The other thing that really shuts down your intuition a lot is that need to know everything now, all of a sudden, have it all figured out. That's your mind. That's your ego. That's the way the mind likes to do things. And it doesn't really work. But you know, we've all been taught to do that and we're kind of used to it. With intuition, like I said, when I was telling you my story, I didn't get the answer all at once. I didn't wake up one day even though people sometimes do. And, you know, you're going to go back to school, you're going to get a counseling degree, you're going to be an intuitive counselor, you're also going to do coaching, you're going to start a podcast, you're going to write a book. No, right? It's bit by bit. And tapping into our intuition is, is very much about being present, being in the present moment, knowing what's true for you now, because intuition only tells you what's true for you, you now. Your brain wants to have a long range plan and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But your intuition will tell you what is true, real, and meaningful for you now, and that can change. And so when we trust and surrender to our intuition, we agree that we're just going to you know, get what we get, and that's going to be enough, and that you, you allow it to unfold and you surrender to that process. And that can be really hard for people because you know, we, ha- we've, we haven't been taught to allow that space for our, our intuition to come through, and we're not comfortable in that space of not knowing. Yeah. And I love how you reminded me that the world is changing and transforming and people are awakening and we have our indigo children and our rainbow children and all these brilliant genius children that are so tapped into their intuition that they are, you know, genius musicians and singers and all of that. And we can, we can see that. And I love it that these parents are coming to you already tuned into wanting to develop that more in their children. And so Tell me a little bit about your uh, dreams and vision for where you see yourself through the work that you're doing. You know, I'd love to do more teaching. I've been doing over the past 10 years, a lot of one-to-one work with amazing people and I love it. Um, But I have been feeling the call to do more teaching and reach a broader audience. And, you know, part of intuition is following the energy, following what brings you joy, following what excites you. And that's where the excitement has been for me. So I'm doing a lot more teaching. Um, I started my own podcast. That's what I see, doing a lot more teaching, reaching a lot more people. And, you know, this stuff is just spreading like wildfire for all of us. I mean, I know these are crazy times, but they're also amazing times because so many people are waking up. So many people are starting to get out of that trance, that ego trance of life and wake up to their true divine nature and tap into all of the wonder and magic of their souls while, you know, in their bodies. And it's just an amazing thing. And, you know, sometimes it takes, not always, but sometimes it takes, 
you know, a little bit of discomfort or a little bit of craziness to shake things up so that we can wake up. And I really do think that's what's happening right now across the planet. And so I like to think of myself as, as part of that process and helping other people as they first, you know, start to wake up and start to um, shift. It's a complete shift of how you experience your life, help people work through that process. Oh, yes, absolutely. And we are those light showers, those way showers to help people at this time on the planet. And it's very interesting because what I have found is that people who do the work that we do, many of them, you know, as you said, you mentioned uh, uh, traumas from childhood. Many of us have had to have these very difficult challenges and circumstances, uh, ego deaths, in order to be able to do the work that we do. And it's very interesting because people in, in our uncle generation were kind of set up, it seems, to be able to now support everyone else in the world who may not have had that path, but now they're being given a different challenge, a different kind of world trauma through the coronavirus pandemic and everything that's come out of that. And so I'm just, I'm just sharing with you now, I'm seeing this kind of divine context, the kind of divine plan of the world that you and I are here and all the other many, many people who are doing transformative work with our podcasts, with the work that we do, shining the light for the rest of the world so that we can all end up at that beautiful place that we're all imagining, that world of peace, that better world for all of us where we're all transformed. And I just wanted to share that idea with you. Yeah, no, I love that. I agree wholeheartedly. And, you know, the process of spiritual development or awakening or whatever you want to call it is different for every human being because we are all unique. And, you know, I love that Ram Das quote, we're all just walking each other home because that's really what life is about, right? We're all in this together and we're all just walking each other home wherever we are on our journey, wherever you stand alongside another human being um, and you feel called to do that for however amount of time, whatever you contribute, like we're all just here to support each other. And um, I just find great comfort in that and great joy in that. And, you know, I see myself, you know, in the bestest sense, um, just as a vessel, a vessel to do whatever work, you know, my higher self calling me to do. And that's, you know, again, where that intuition piece comes in, because it helps you get out of the way of your small mind of your personality of, of who you, you think you are, and who you've been taught you are from your years of people telling you. And, you know, you get all that out of the way, and then you're just a conduit for, you know, the highest wisdom and guidance for this planet. And it's a magical thing. And also, in my experience, the more I get out of the way, the more I enjoy my life. And I think enjoyment is also a really important facet or factor of the human experience and one that I certainly hope we will be moving towards more and more of as we move into this new world. Oh, and tell me what are some things that you enjoy doing? Uh, <laughs> I enjoy doing lots of things. Uh, sometimes I just enjoy sitting and, and being. Um, I love to be around water. I love to paddleboard. I love the sunshine. I love hiking. Yeah, I love doing lots of things. And I love sometimes just having days where I give myself a lot of space and I just allow myself I kind of call them spiritual scavenger hunts, but I just kind of allow myself to follow my own natural inclinations and without a goal, 
And those days are magical. Those are the days when I feel most in touch with my spirit or my soul and where, you know, it could be standing under a tree or watching a ladybug or making myself a salad or, you know, just uh, listening to the sound of the breeze. And those are the moments too, where I really just get in touch with that simple magic of life and feel that alignment, you know, between myself and, and that which is greater than me. So that's probably my favorite, favorite kind of day right now. Yeah. The simple magic of life. It's in those simple things that the divine gets revealed. You know, we think that we need to be all like philosophical and here I am talking about, you know, the world and where it's going and really is in those little simple things. And I love that so much. And so I'm really fascinated by the work that you do with past live readings. And I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. So like I said before, it's my understanding that we are all spiritual beings in physical form for our learning, growth, and joy, and that we don't just typically take on one body, but we take on multiple bodies so that we can have multiple experiences and experience the human realm from different perspectives. And it's my understanding and the way that my guidance has explained it to me, it's through all those different perspectives that we grow and heal and experience, um, you know, the being human. And, and that's how we learn from taking on those different points of view in our different bodies. And so one of the things that I sometimes do with my clients, and usually it happens spontaneously. So it's usually people don't sign up for it, but in the context of working on another issue, a past life will emerge. And the way it is for me is it comes through my intuition. So there are people that do past life regressions, say with hypnosis, which are amazing. Uh, For me, it comes into my brain and then I share it with my client. Oftentimes what will happen is that in a past lifetime, if you've been working on a particular issue or something didn't go well, or there was a trauma, sometimes we continue working on that thread in another body. And so sometimes if you're struggling with something in this body, it may be related to something that happened in another one, or sometimes multiple, it takes us multiple lifetimes to work on certain issues or problems or learn certain lessons. And so oftentimes in a reading, my guidance will give me those past lifetimes that are most relevant because connecting those dots can be really, really healing. And usually, again, that information comes to me spontaneously. The first time it happened, I remember I was just starting out. um, I was doing a reading for a client. And all of a sudden, I saw she lived in Brooklyn. But what I the place that I saw was most definitely not Brooklyn. I was like, I saw red. It was India, I thought. And I saw red um, clay earth and blah, blah, blah. And she recognized the place right away because it was a place she was a yoga teacher. And it was a place in India that she had felt a strong resonance with. So the first time it happened, I was a little bit unsure of what was going on. But fortunately, I explored it with her and we were able to see that it was a past lifetime. And it was validated by the fact that she felt a strong connection to being at that place. And often those are our signs of our past lifetimes. If you feel drawn to live in a certain place or visit a certain place, sometimes what you're wanting to do is reconnect with, with whatever wisdom or whatever unfinished business or both that you've had in that place. And that can remind your your soul in this body about what happened in other bodies. And other times it just pops into, you know, my brain from the sky and I share it with my clients. And usually it's something that they, it resonates with them. 
And that's amazing. Is this something that you discovered as part of the journey you talked about before? How did you be able to develop this skill? So, I mean, for me, I have a lot of education, right? I have a PhD, four years of college, uh, another three years of getting a, a master's in counseling. So lots and lots and lots and lots of education. And I love it. And I love school. But for me, the intuition piece, 100% self-taught. I mean, sometimes I might read a book that I'm guided to read, but it's always a remembering of what I already know. And just allowing, again, myself to be a conduit to that deeper wisdom and that greater wisdom that goes way beyond anything my small human mind could ever possibly know. And so all of the work that I do and have done has been guided. And that was how it is with past lifetimes too. It just, I simply get in the zone. Um, I take whatever comes through. I share that with my clients. Sometimes, you know, I'm being guided to ask them questions. Sometimes I'm being guided to share information and other times they give me a past lifetime. And then I follow that thread and I ask what to do with it. And I communicate that with my client. So yeah, basically the answer to your question of how did I start doing that? It just happened. And do you ever find that you remember past lives of people that you're with, whether it's family members, friends, colleagues, and all of a sudden you can see yourself together with them in a past life? Yes. And, you know, I think too, when we are more open to this, and also this is true of, I think, older souls in general, like you can sometimes feel that deep soul resonance with somebody that has nothing to do with your personality. And sometimes those soul connections can be really important at reconnecting us with like lost gifts or putting us back on our path. I remember probably, oh gosh, it was already a lot of years ago because I was still living in New York. We had a very brief encounter. We um, our babysitter, my kids were going back to school. So we, we got rid of the full-time babysitter and we needed a part-time babysitter. And we hired this lovely woman. And as soon as I met her, I felt like I'd known her my whole life. And she was just so magical. And she actually worked for us for a short amount of time, um, became ill, had to stop working for us. My old babysitter missed us. So she came back. <laughs> um, but that connection with Paula changed my life. Like she was an angel you know, that actual like in-body connection was very brief, but something about reconnecting with her. I know I'd known her in past lifetimes. Um, I haven't really reflected on which one because it wasn't necessary, but having her come back into my life and feeling that deep soul resonance was a huge game changer for me. It was really a shift in my life. So that can happen as well. Um, but yeah, sometimes I get past life readings for my family, um, for people that I know. Again, I don't, I'm not in the business of just maybe a little with my family. <laughs> They're not fans of it. Um, but generally, I'm not one to just, um, you know, start reading people randomly on the street. I think that is poor boundaries. And also, it would be exhausting. Um, but, you know, there are times sometimes when the guides are just like, no, really share. And, you know, I will always ask people first if they want said guidance. But if I feel it, the call very strongly, you know, I will, I will pass that along. But most of the time when I'm in my mug, when I'm not working on more in my muggle brain, I'm always listening to my intuition and guidance for me, but I'm, I'm not trying to read other people because that feels like would be an invasion of their privacy if they didn't sign up for it. That's beautiful. It makes total sense. And I often also feel connection with like-minded souls, like-minded people such as yourself. And uh, sometimes I wonder, hmm, did we know each other in a past life? There's this saying that people meet for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. 
And now I'm thinking people meet for a reason, a season, a lifetime, or many lifetimes. Absolutely. And again, you know, one of the coolest things that I discovered for me is that sometimes the soul connection that you have with somebody on that deeper level, because again, we, we also have interactions outside of our bodies when we're not, you know, when we're not in human form, sometimes you can have a deep soul connection with somebody um, and not such a, a great human connection, you know, or a great human connection that, you know, later on is not such a deep soul connection. They're, they're different things. And I had this amazing experience years ago in meditation, when I realized a friend of mine who I've known my entire life, I mean, since I was four years old, so since I've been conscious, and we've always lived in striking distance to each other, um, but we're not like super close friends. Like she's always been in my life. I feel that she'll always be in my life, but I, you know, she's not someone I tell all my deepest secrets to. I had such a revelation that we're soul sisters. And it's definitely made me, I'm getting a little bit emotional. And even when I talk about it, um, it's definitely made me appreciate the relationship more, but it hasn't changed so much on human terms because on human terms, we're not best friends, but you know, I, I know that the more I felt this connection, I kind of sense, Oh, she feels it too. So, um, you know, we have a soul and we have a human self and sometimes those things line up and sometimes, you know, there's deeper work going on that you don't even know about if you're just sticking around in your small human mind. That's so true. And it's definitely something for everybody to explore and really spend time to tap into their intuition and these lessons that need to be learned and their connections with other people, especially if you're a sensitive and soulful person. And Victoria, I wanted to ask you, how can people get in touch with you for more? You can get in touch with me through my website, victoriashawintuitive.com. And I have offerings such as one-to-one sessions Um, where I do coaching for people all over the world and counseling for individuals in the state of Connecticut. I also um, have a podcast of my own intuitive connection and I have an online course and I just launched a Facebook community, which I'm also really excited about um, intuitive connection community. I'm doing a lot of uh, free teachings and readings this, I don't know when this is going to go live, but next week I'm actually doing a mini course on reincarnation that I'm so excited about sharing about karma and how our souls plan our lifetimes before we're born and soul age. So really cool stuff. And I'm on Instagram as well at Victoria Shaw Intuitive. So those are many ways to find me. That is awesome. And what's the name of the Facebook group again? It's Intuitive Connection Community. Awesome. Victoria, thank you so much for sharing space with me today. I loved connecting with you. Likewise, this was a blast. I hope we get to do it again. Thanks for listening to Ease and Flow for the Purpose Driven Soul. I so appreciate your taking the time to share space with me here. If you'd like to have a conversation about how you can have ease and flow in your life and business, be sure to reach out and let me know at easeandflowsoul.com. There's also a gift for you to download there. So until next time, I wish you much love, many blessings, and remember, it's all good.